Good evening, Cones. Welcome. Welcome. Fancy having you here tonight. Always sometimes uh, skeptical of your intentions when you come here. Nevertheless, I am happy to have you here. Hopefully you'll enjoy this show. This is the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast, as we'll introduce that formally in a few minutes. But for now, we're going to let you know. We're going to talk about some of the new guidelines that are, that are in place. We have to, right? I don't like. I don't love talking about guidelines. It's not a lot. We're going to just touch on it. There's just a couple of new things from Royal Caribbean. Then we'll move right on. We're also going to talk a little bit about Princess Cruises. We're going to talk about some new fun cruise content that's coming out and we are going to talk about let's call it an old-ish story but we haven't really talked about it yet or discussed it at any length on this show and that is the new project Costa by Carnival I will say this very skeptically and study you as I wonder what your intentions are for coming here tonight Nevertheless, Cones, let's start the show. Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have Best we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking. You can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go. Cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show. Coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, Florida. I want to thank you for joining us here today. It's going to be a fun time. You know what I mean? We're still at it. Tuesdays, the regular show, the show you've grown to know and love, right? I think this is the show. This is the foundation. I hope you guys got a chance to listen to the conversation that I did get a chance to have with Carlea Lene, who was a entertainer, jazz singer to be specific, on board Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas for one of my sailings over the last year. Uh, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a really good talk. I don't know why. Maybe there's some sort of relief that came over me. You know, she's just like not, you know, she's, to me, she's like a, she's she's meant to be a star. You know what I mean? She's got that swagger, got that attitude. If you, It's really hard to explain. If you saw her perform, you'd kind of understand where I'm coming from. She just kind of like, there's certain people, again, like, you know, Jesse Reyes. I, I've mentioned her before. Uh, I, I don't stay in contact with her, but at one point we were friends or friendly. And uh, even back then, knowing her, there was just something there where you could tell this one's going to blow. This one's going to break. It was just something different and unique about the about the character. You know what I mean? They they seem to be made to be different. You know what I mean? As like I said, I see a lot of entertainers come through over the years as I manage bars and restaurants to people who want to kind of. Have their uh, they want to throw their proverbial toe into the ring when it comes to an entertainment standpoint, and a lot of times you see why you know real stars, entertainers, professionals, people uh, who are famous become that way, and uh, not since someone like Jesse Reyes that have I seen uh, someone at the level of Carlea Linne do her thing. So I just just check out the interview if you haven't. I know it's uh, a lot of content coming at you. You know, it's a lot. I know it's a lot of me. You have not uh, experienced this much of me, but uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think we're getting along. I think it's going well, right? What do you think? Let me know. Tommy at always be booked. Now, what that is, is an email address. If you want to be a part of this show, you can write to that email address. And by the way, 
the emails came back pretty strong this week. So I'm very happy about that. Here's what I want to get away from. This is what I want to avoid. I'm going to read all the emails this week. Okay. I don't want to bank them. I don't want to save them. I want to read them as they come in. But then I don't want to have to be in a situation where next week saying, oh, you should have banked some emails. Let's not do it. Let's keep the emails coming. I do apologize. This It has to be kind of obnoxious for me to continue to solicit emails. But, you know, we're coming up in the game. So that's what we're doing out here. We have a group, a Facebook group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. We get together. We form a community there. Uh, I ask that you join that group or request to join that group. It is not an open group. You do have to request. I'll let you right in. You know what I mean? I think most of us are mature enough to be able to get led into a group without a bunch of screening questions, and I'm going to do that for you. All you got to do is request access to the always be booked crew always be booked cruise and travel lounge the group on facebook will let you in there is a youtube channel it's called always be booked check that out i'm going to release uh some content there i did release a trip to new haven connecticut where i tried pizza yep that's right i'm the type of slob that gets on a uh, gets in a car and uh, then gets on a ferry, crosses the Long Island Sound, travels two states away to try pizza. That's what happened. And I documented that for you on the Always Be Booked YouTube channel on the way. By the way, shout out to Beatrix. We had a nice trip. We took a nice little trip over to um, Siesta Key over by Sarasota. What a freaking beach. What footage we got. What a time we had, and I am ab- what cuisine we enjoyed. Uh, banana daiquiris were had. Craft beer was had. Enjoyment was had. Amish people were seen. Shout out to the Amish. Big shout out to the Der Dutchman. You guys ever hear the Der Dutchman? If you might make your way over to Sarasota, you make sure you go check out that Der Dutchman. Shout out to Beatrix's impeccable taste in hotels. Her observation of traffic. She will pick out traffic like nobody else. And uh, we had a great time. But I'm going to make a YouTube, a quick little, you know, like I do the uh, the old uh, voiceover Jackson. I'll do a, uh, I'll, I'll put together a montage on it. It'll probably be about 10 minutes, if that, maybe eight minutes. And I'll do a voiceover explaining the weekend in Sarasota, uh, more specifically Siesta Key. What a freaking beach. You know, they always come out with those lists about, you know, the nicest beaches in the world, nicest beaches in America, this and that. This beach, you guys know, dude, you go through, you go on 30 cruises, you will have had, had been seen some beaches, okay, as I have. Despite not being a prototypical beach man, a man of the beach, I have laid my eyes on some beaches, none better than Siesta Key, okay? There is just some unique features about that beach that I will go into. Oh, by the way, I'll be going into it on the Patreon show. I do a cruise show every single day of the regular week. It's what I do. I record a show. It's almost like think of it like your morning radio, right? You turn it on. You listen to it. You kind of forget about your life's problems for your commute. You get yourself into the right mindset before you have to go into work. And I'm just kind of like softening the blow for you a little bit. On your commute there, on your lunch break, on your commute home, or before you go to bed. Either one. I'm there for you as a uh, a companion to get you through whatever you got to get through. And that is my daily show. I call it the Wake Up Show. And it is on a website called Patreon. Now, you do have to pay $8 a month. That is significantly less than $1 a show. Significantly less. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, a lot of consistency that goes into it. And yes, as a way to support the show and keep that whole, you know, train rolling, we do $8 a month. If you want to just listen to that once a week, you can get it every Friday, and that's just a $5 contribution. Where do you do that at? Patreon.com slash always be booked. P A T R E O N dot com slash always be booked. And uh, that's pretty much it. But you know what the best way you can help the show along with is the, the, the best way to help the show along? Share it with somebody who you know likes cruising. 
And I know it's not lost on me that we're a little bit into the show and we haven't gotten gotten into the cruising yet. So without further ado, let's do it. I think we have some new guidelines. There's going to be this is going to be a, just is what's how it's going to be for a while as until it's full on no strings attached cruising. There are going to be stories and things that I have to update you on regarding guidelines. And this week it is Royal Caribbean. And their new guidelines, it's not that much different. It's not that drastic. But we said it's going to be a phased back in approach. Unvaxxed guests can cruise with negative results from any available tests. So this is new. You used to have to have a proctored test. Every time you want to get out, you're going to have to show the uh, online results. has to show that there was a proctor. This is any home test now. You, can, you, you still got to have the test, but any home test. Now, that's if you're not vaccinated. Uh, it now it's also nine nights or less for you to not need to be vaxxed up uh, for sailings 10 or more nights you will need a negative test within three days of the sailing and if you are five years old or under first turn off this show it's not for you okay but before you do that please know that you will have no more testing or vaccination requirements. So please, uh, before you turn off the show or after you turn off the show, go to your parents, bother them, and tell them you're looking to take a cruise. Now, keep in mind, Australia, Bermuda, Canada, Singapore, all these sailings, all these places, if you go to these places, you are still going to have to be vaccinated. Again, as we peel away these rules and regulations, as things loosen up, These stories are going to have to continue to come and I'm going to have to give them to you because I want you to be in the best position to know what you need to go. You know what you need to have to go on your cruise. But also, despite the fact that you just heard me say what I said, if you're going on a cruise, check with your cruise line. There could be updates to the policies. I could be a moron and I've gotten it wrong. Also, a myriad of things could have happened that could leave you at the port high and dry. So let's not have that happen. Despite the fact, you know, you could even verify. Hey, listen, I was on. I was listening to uh, the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast, and old Tommy told me X Y Z. They'll either say, "Then on that Tommy, he's right on target. He gave you some good information. Let's go ahead." Or you could say, "You know that Tommy, you can't listen to him. He's wrong about that." Or we just changed it up. So. It is what it is. Anyway, if you're like me, you cannot get enough of some professionally produced cruise content, right? If uh, uh, Mighty Ships comes on or if Legendary Cruises comes on or any type of thing, you're flipping around from Maury Povich to Ricky Lake. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. But if if you're flipping around, Little House in the Prairie, you know, Laura Ingalls, Eight is Enough, and then all of a sudden some cruise ship content comes on, you love it. Right? Tell me you don't stop, at least for a little while, except when they're doing those damn river cruises. I, I, I skip through those. But if it's just a regular cruise content, like they're building a new ship or they're telling you how they put out 8,321 cups of chocolate pudding, you know, you watch it. You get into it. But Royal Caribbean is producing some new content. We're getting a whole bunch of it, courtesy of Royal Caribbean. It's about they are about to release a series called The Making of an Icon. As we all know, Icon is going to be their new class of ships. This is going to be a documentary style series. It's going to going to cover the span of five years and it's going to detail the construction of the cruise line's newest ship from start to finish. Uh, This ship is is isn't launching until the fall of 2023. But the first episode of this series is already out. You can watch it on YouTube as it basically shows you from the imagining and planning stage and eventually all the way through until she launches. Episode one is called Envisioning an Iconic Vacation. And that makes sense because where are you going to start? You're going to start in the boardroom. You're going to start when these uh, smart cruise people are getting their act together trying to figure out what we're going to do here. What are, how are we going to... How are we going to uh, you know, how are we going to outdo ourselves? Let's, we know what Royal Caribbean does, the whole wow factor. You don't hear much wow lately, but it is still wow. This ship is sure to break some serious records, even though I do have my issues with Royal Caribbean, as we all know. I, I like Royal Caribbean, but I have my issues with them from time to time about certain things. From a wow factor and a wow standpoint, you got to wonder where, where can they possibly go next? No one 
has been able to accomplish what the royal group has, considering having to conquer the obvious limitation of, okay, it's got to float. We're going to do some of the most, forget about at sea, some of the most amazing technological, I guess, features and attractions anywhere. And we got to do it. We got to find a way somehow to make sure it floats and can travel the globe at 22 knots. So say what you want. You have to give the Royal Caribbean group all the credit in the world. And we are going to, you know, that's a little foreshadowing too. We're going to talk about that as well. Uh, Talk about Princess Cruises. We don't necessarily talk a lot about Princess Cruises, but we got to give them some credit as well. They are going to introduce two LNG-powered ships by 2025. Now, these ships, while unnamed at this point, are going to make up what they're calling the Sphere Class. Sphere Class 1, Sphere Class 2. Uh, it's gonna One is going to debut in the fourth quarter of 2023, and then the next will debut in the spring of 2025. Both ships are going to be about the same size, 175,000 gross tons, and they will carry 4,000 passengers. I don't have the information as to whether or not these are the largest uh, ships in the Princess fleet, I'm assuming if they are not, they are very close to it. 4,000 passengers on a Princess cruise ship, that's definitely up there. I know they got some big ships. I know they do, but that's even for them. That's that's pretty big. Uh, with Princess and Carnival Corporation's checkered past in terms of environmental cooperation, this will hopefully prove that the cruise line is trying to do their part in reducing their carbon footprint. So what is LNG? LNG stands for liquid natural gas, and it's natural gas that has been cooled to a liquefied state. The volume of gas in a liquid state is about 600 times smaller of equal power than its volume as an actual gas. And what this does, it makes it it way easier to transport, and that's going to reduce the need for natural gas to be used in the transportation process. So I guess there's way more pipelines available to transfer LNG in its form of uh, liquid natural gas than it is to transfer natural gas, and that just makes uh, the whole process a lot easier and a lot less reliant on energy, so it's good all around. So LNG ships are becoming more and more popular. Uh, They seem to be, uh, eventually, I don't think there's any doubt about it. They're going to be the norm. How could they not, right? All right, I also want to talk about a project called Costa by Carnival. Now, this was announced a while ago talked about uh, Costa Cruise Lines. Uh, We all know who they are. They are a subsidiary of Carnival Corporation, but it's a bit of an old story, but I I, I didn't get a chance to cover it. I wasn't really around, and I I did want to step in because I do think it's an interesting concept here. Uh, Carnival is doing something that has never been done before, and that it is called Costa by Carnival. It's a concept that will make its debut in the spring of 2023 in New York City, and that's going to be with a ship called, I believe you pronounce it, Costa Venezia. They're going to join the fleet at that point. Then that will be followed up by the Firenze, and that's going to be arriving in the spring on the other coast as it will set sail in 2024 from Long Beach, California, and that is also during the spring. So we all know the concept of ships being part of a class, right? Every time a cruise ship is built, typically there are outlying exceptions, but usually they're part of a class of ships. And each ship within that same class is considered to be a sister ship. Now, what many people do not realize is that a particular hull design for a class of ships can transcend cruise lines, right? Usually that would be under this, under typically, you know, it's from the shipbuilder, but normally it would typically be part of the same corporation, basically the same parent company. Now there are even examples of that not happening too with like Norwegian and Genting, but typically, so for this, for example, here, the Costa Firenze and the Costa Venezia are sister ships with Costa. And that's basically if you're over in Italy, you think, okay, that's what they made, two sister ships. But what they really are are sister ships of Carnival, Vista, Horizon, and Panorama as well. 
Now, when you make a a, 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 a class of ships, the hull and general shape and shell of the ship, they're pretty much built the same across the cruise lines, but the interiors can have a much different look and feel. So Carnival Corporation and the Fincacieri Shipyard, they entered into this contract or agreement with the idea of building five ships that would all be set to be released between 2019 and 2022. Now, three of the ships were named, but two were left unnamed, and they were going to initially be headed for Asia. Uh, And what they were going to be was Costa Cruise Line ships, and they were going to be purpose-built for Asia, but with an Italian theme, obviously from an Italian cruise line, and give the people of Asia, China, uh, a a nice little taste of Italy and kind of give them a little bit of a treat from that regard. What, ha- what then happened uh, was the cruising world, along with the actual regular world, getting turned on its head. This affected everything, along with a less than expected inventory in China. It was announced that these two beautiful Italian ships would be repurposed and used in the good old USA. Now, think about this move. This is a move that both excites me. And actually confuses the hell out of me. And this is a good time to remind you. Let me know what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We know what the what the Vista design looks like. But these ships were clearly made to bring a taste of Italy to China. So inside seems to be built way differently than the stateside versions of the Vista, the Horizon, and the Panorama. Or Panorama uh Shout out to the cruise dudes. When I first heard this, I figured we were dealing with some old school Costa throwbacks, right? Now, I didn't think they'd be as old as the Jimmy Buffett boat. That you know, that's a cost an old Costa shit too, ship too, shit too, shit ship. Uh, but I did expect some mid range, mid two thousand aged Carnival ships. Nothing that really would be considered top of the line, right? I wouldn't think that you know. Just, clearly, this is a move of confusion. <laughs> that's that's the heart of it. They had to react. This was not the intent to do this, but it is what it is. I always joked about this cruise line being Carnival Parmesan uh, until recently. The carnival designs through the years have developed that reputation. You guys know what I'm talking about. They say it's cheesy, gaudy, little Vegas style, whatever the knock was on carnival from a design standpoint. So I thought due to the fact that they're actually moving a couple of ships to across corporation brands that we weren't necessarily getting the top of the line ships. Uh, I think I was wrong, right? Very regal, very rich decor, uh, Borderline maybe too much. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Uh, the, if you got to do a couple of tours, ship tours of these beautiful cruise ships, and you'll see the elegance. It's just like, I don't know. You feel like the style cruising I do, you know, I don't necessarily know if I want to. I don't know. It could just be what it looks like. It, maybe it doesn't transfer. Maybe it's a lot more casual when it's, um, you know, when you see it in person. But what I can say is that both inside and outside, they look really fancy. You know what I mean? They have the covered top on the uh, some of the pools, a lot of white tones, a lot of off-white tones, pearl, uh, just everything looking very bright and and, and kind of rich and fancy. The overall move to me, it's it's a it's a unique move, but it's a very powerful move. You know what I mean? Since Royal Caribbean, and, and nobody talks about this. Royal Caribbean has taken over as the cruise line with the most ships. Nobody's really mentioning that, but it is a real thing now. Yes, Carnival is still the biggest corporation, but with the decimation of basically the entire fantasy class of ships, Royal Caribbean does have the most ships in its fleet. And um, if these ships are going to actually be considered Carnival ships, this will get them back a little bit closer to being the world's largest cruise line. Not yet, not quite, but it will get them closer from a ship count standpoint and also from an overall inventory standpoint because i think royal caribbean i mean look at these oasis class ships and these you know these 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 um i mean come on quantum class ships quantum plus there's no question about it as a cruise line cruise line for cruise line a corporation no but cruise line for cruise line carnival can't touch Royal Caribbean from a size standpoint whatsoever. Uh, Carnival CEO Arnold Donald was eloquent as usual 
as he referred to the move as, quote-unquote, right-sizing in a challenging and complicated European market. So basically, the summation of it is is that Carnival is taking two of Costa's ships. Yes, it's a lateral move from a corporation standpoint, but it is one cruise line giving two ships to another cruise line. And uh, what is that going to be about? What is Costa by Carnival? A couple of questions I have. I guess have to be sorted out. Now, is there how how different is the look and feel of this ship going to be? Are they going to leave it as is or are they going to repurpose it under a dry dock for Carnival? Are they going to put a funnel up there? Maybe they'll put a uh, red, white and uh, green funnel up there. That would be pretty funny, right? The 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 the, the ship horn will be when the moon hits you right now. We're getting a little crazy now. But are they going to are they going to carnivalize the ship? Will you end up seeing a Guy's Burger, a Pizza Pirate, a Blue Iguana Cantina? Are you going to see these types of things on the ship? Now, will it appear on the Carnival website? I guess that's a pretty easy one to try to answer. And yes, I did go and check it out. And yeah, if you want to try to book sailings in 2023, 2024, late in the game, late in the year, after spring of 2023, no matter how you slice it, yes, you will see these ships on the carnival website as carnival ships uh i guess will the loyalty points under carnival uh cruise line be i guess you know if you if you sail on the forenza will you get loyalty points for carnival i'm assuming you would have to i just don't understand if you're going to do that why aren't these just carnival cruise ships now why are they costa by carnival is that a way to not necessarily have to spend so much time under the knife with the ship I guess some more questions I have. What will the onboard experience be? Okay, so if you go to Carnival website, you can see the Carnival Forenza and this other, what's it called? The Carnival, um, whatever it is, let's leave it alone. Uh, they're on there. It's, it's on there. So my question is, if you are just, let's just say you're not a cruise expert. Let's, not, let's just say you don't know about the Costa by Carnival experience and you want to book a Carnival cruise and you see this ship happens to be under your the, the you have the right time off this this the the right itinerary the right time all the things line up for this to be your sailing and then you get on this fancy italian ship and nobody's jumping around there's no fun ship freddy there's none of that stuff are you going to be disappointed you know what i mean if you're just booking online let's just say you never speak to a a, a pvp personal vacation planner what happens if you just book it thinking you're getting on a regular carnival cruise with the wacky lobby, with the pool games, with the quest and everything else, and all of a sudden now you're on this uh, regal and fancy Costa by Carnival experience? Or does it matter? Is the experience that different? So that's the question. I mean, I guess they did kind of even the playing field out a little bit since there's not going to be a hairy chest competition. So that's, you know, I guess that brings it a little bit closer together, but... What are we talking about also in terms of pricing? Now, you're going to be able to get a better uh, price for these cruises. Uh, will it be on par with Vista class pricing or will it be a little higher or lower? I would think that it, since it is such a unique carnival experience, we otherwise as American cruisers would not have the chance to sail on these Italian built ships. Well, they're all Italian built, a lot of it. But I mean, purpose built for Italy slash Asia. Uh, the, the Italian experience is very prevalent on this cruise ship. And you'll probably be able to command more for it. Is that going to be reflected in the pricing? Will we see that? Another question is, will this be permanent? So this is clearly a move that was an audible to begin with, based on the situation in the world, pandemic, China, this and that, whatever. If things do get back to normal, Will these two ships that are already built out as Costa ships return to the Costa fleet? Because let's just say it like this. Carnival Splendor. Splendor. That ship was supposed to go to Australia. It was refitted, rebuilt, dry docked out, purposed for Australia, for the Australian market. And what it was going to do was just spend the next 10 years out in Australia. Then what happened? Australia really dragged their feet. In terms of the restart. So Splendor, one of the most beautiful Carnival ships there is, is just sitting out in Australia wasting time. So what did Carnival do? They brought it back stateside. And they said, we're going to do Alaska cruise sailings out of, out of, out of, uh, with the Splendor. 
And that was a whole new rescheduling thing that the Splendor was going to be back in the U.S. and it was going to do Alaska runs. Not long after that, Australia opened up. Guess who went back to Australia? The Carnival Splendor. That's right. So the Carnival Splendor got audibled and then reaudibled. Could this possibly happen with these two ships? Because clearly, like I said, all the stuff that I've mentioned before make it an outlying ship in the fleet. And yes, you can turn the negative into a positive and make it a cool experience, which I'm looking at it as. But will it make more sense at any point when there might be those needs? To, there might be a need to fill Europe back up. There might be the need in the Asian market to get the Italian experience out there like originally planned. Will they bring those ships back into the Costa fleet? They do that sometimes. They did it with... Um, Oh, they did it also with that ship that was, uh, what was it? I forgot. The one that would go to Cuba before you were really allowed to go to Cuba, but you were allowed. It was a project, Carnival Cares or whatever it was. Uh, They took a ship that was a P&O ship, and they made it so that it just went to Cuba. But it was such a popular P&O ship that after the Cuba thing went to shit, they brought it back and put it back into P&O, and everybody was happy. That stuff does happen. I really butchered that story, but you know what I'm saying. Um, another question. Now, will the other Costa cruise ships look at these two cruise ships as traders to the brand? I could see some chatter between the cruise ships wondering, hey, man, of course, they just jump over to the USA. What are they? they desert us. They leave us out here. Things get tough. The minute things get tough out here in the Asian market, you know, the uh, European market, they're going to go over and head west. Screw that, man. I could see that happening. That could create some dissension. And then there might be some ships that are loyal to these two hey man don't knock them they're going for theirs they're out there and you know they, they don't get in the way of them doing what's best for themselves as cruise ships um here's a good one which crew is going to run these ships are they going to take the crew that is already on these cruise ships and bring them over because the costa brand probably has a very different way of doing things that would cater more towards the european market The American market, as most people know in the industry, expects and usually gets a much friendlier level of service, right? I've heard it all the time. I heard people say left and right. Listen, in Europe, they don't care how friendly you are. American cruisers are notorious for wanting to interact with the crew, get to know the crew. It's a joke between some crew members. I've heard them say it. Yeah, honestly, with the Americans, you just got to tell them your life story and they'll be happy. They'll feel like they, you know, <laughs> you know, because us as Americans, we're always out there, you know, oh, we want to, we we see you as crew members. You're not just crew to us. We want to be your friend. You know, we care about you, whether it's genuine and a lot of times it is. Sometimes it's not. It's like a, it's a virtue signaling, do they call it? They, they, they feel better about themselves because they're showing them and their family that, oh, look at this third world person that is helping me with my, oh, come here, sir. Tell me about your homeland. Tell me about your, meanwhile, come on, everybody stop. Listen, I'm the same way. I actually do like to strike up a conversation with the crew, find out who they are, definitely get into them a little bit. I don't think the crew, uh, the crew engages because the crew knows that you want to engage with them. In the European market, it's different from what I hear, from what I understand. Everybody has their roles. They're comfortable with their roles. I'm on this cruise ship. I paid money. You're here to get me things. I don't expect you or ask you to smile. You don't have to do it with a tremendous amount of um, friendliness. Just do it efficiently. And then there's that contract that's signed. I That's what I heard. You know, is it that cut and dry all the time? Do people from the European market ever ask crew members about their home? Uh, yes, I'm sure they do. But in general, things are what they are. And American cruisers like the interaction. American cruisers want to get into the lives of the crew. Whereas Europeans, they don't want to be bothered. They just say, just get, get, me, what, get me what I ask you for. And uh, we'll, all ha- we'll have that relationship. That'll be the relationship. That's, that's the... Anybody who has any information on that or an opinion on that, hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. So overall, I think this just this definitely does make Carnival a more attractive cruise line with these two cruise ships in the fleet. Uh, these two ships are going to be looked at as brand uh, like a brand new toy for a lot of Carnival fans to play with, uh, especially with the Venezia up in New York. New York responds really well to anything that's 
authentic Italian. I don't mean to stereotype. That just is what it is. You ever hear the comedian Sebastian Maniscalco? Very, very funny guy. Very successful Italian-American comedian who, he I mean, he does well wherever he goes. But when he's in New York, he's, and he's not even from New York. He's just a real Italian comedian who plays on the Italian thing heavy. Uh, when he's in New York, he sells out Madison Square Garden for four or five consecutive shows. It's out of control. Listen, I am into this project. I love it. I think it's cool. Anything that's kind of going to shake up the game a little bit and make things interesting, I love it. I, and I definitely want to sail on one of these cruise ships, especially out of New York. That's going to be a great sailing. But I just say you got to always in the business, with any type of hospitality industry, you have to understand what the guest expectations are, right? You just have to understand what their expectations are and ideally come as close to possible as possible to delivering on those expectations. Are people going to get on these cruise ships and think they're going to get a carnival magic experience, but really it's costed by carnival. Again, go online, check it out. You can book this, uh, you know, you can book the Venezia, Venezia, Venezia. You can book it now. If you do, will you be expecting something other than what you get? All right, we're going to get into the emails in just a second, but first, a very special message from a close, close friend of the show. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time, and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as, where do I want to go? How can I get the best deal? And which cruise line is right for me? Whether you're traveling solo with friends, or your entire family. Always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebook.com right now, and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to participate in the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast, all you have to do is send me an email, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We'll read it on the air, whether it's a correction, it's a question, it's a comment, it's a concern, anything. Let us know, and we'll put it on, and we'll read it. We'll say your name and everything, and we'll have some fun with it. We love it. We love emails, and like I said, people really seem to like this part of the show, so I would uh, ask that you keep them coming. That's it. All right, here we go. Uh, where are we? Oh, I skipped over a little bit. Tommy, 2.0, the second wave. Great to have you back. What's the story behind your new song? You've gone the extra league, exclamation point. How is it that you have bested all the other cruise podcasts with your music? Congratulations, Robert. Robert, thank you so much. Uh, That is very complimentary. And I will say that, yes, I do have the best opening music (laughs) of any podcast what a dubious distinction i would say right i do uh i get pumped up you know what i mean music uh always pumps me up music starts the show off right uh especially i love the whole you know late 90s style of hip-hop music i love it i love it i love it and you know i i fancy myself a little bit of having a little bit of a flair for the writing and uh back in the day yes i will admit while it's a far cry from today, I did take part in my share of uh, Far Rockaway Queens rap battles, uh, live rap battles, freestyle battles with uh, a DJ and a live audience, and we had some fun with it. Yes, no, that's, I could see everybody trying to figure out how that would even be possible at this point, but yeah, it was a different time. I used to, uh, sh- you know, 
I used to wear all the, uh, I, used to, I used to have a reversible Tommy Hilfiger bubble vest that I used to wear. I don't know what was going on. It was just what was hot at the time. Um, it was fun. It was fun. And some of my other friends used to do it too. We used to have little freestyle battles amongst each other. And yeah, what do you want to say? There's been a lot of stages and a lot of phases to my life. And uh, I guess that one kind of came in a little handy. Now, I didn't, I don't rap on that on that song. That's not my voice. But I did have the vision for it. I did write every lyric. And I mean, God bless that rapper for just knocking it out of the park. Crushed it. But it was crazy. I really, really thought he was going to have to, because, you know, this one, the first one was really good too. All Aboard and Welcome, It's About to Be On. Grab a couple of cones. It was good, but it was it was pretty simple. You know what I mean? It was pretty simple. I wanted to step it up this time. I wanted to find a good beat, and I wanted to make the, I guess, the cadence a little bit more complex. You know, Juan Valdez showed me up. He, uh, a, a frequent contributor to the show, he was able to memorize and re-wrap the song back to me and i'm thinking all right if one from san diego is able to do it that easily maybe i should challenge myself with the song a little bit and i'm sure Juan will hear this and at some point Juan will know this one and i'll come back with it but yeah this one is a little bit more complex lyrically if you you'll know if you try to sing along with it you'll get it maybe for the naked ear the first time around you don't get it but i liked it i was very proud of it and i liked the song and even even now I still get pumped up. Yeah, it'll probably fade eventually, but I still get pumped up when I hear the opening song to uh, to the Always Be Both Cruise show. Uh, so I appreciate you noticing that, Robert. And yes, now all I need to do is get my podcast and the rest of my content to catch up with the uh, efficiency of my pre-show rap music. You know what I mean? That's pretty funny award. Well, you know, so-and-so's got the most informative news. So-and-so's the most entertaining. So, But if you want a good opening theme song, you go to Tommy. <laughs> Robert, thank you so much. I appreciate you noticing. You know, thing, little things like that just make it worthwhile. You know, you work hard at, you know, putting the song like that together, and then somebody notices it and acknowledges it, and it, it feels good. It feels good. All right. Hello, Tommy. I am an ultra megacone, and I look forward to listening to your morning show every day i listen to podcasts all day at work and it's nice to get a break from the news and politics for a while and hear about cruising the main reason for my email is to get your opinion and thoughts on i'm sorry to get your thoughts on my opinion that royal caribbean is way overrated we have numerous royal and norwegian cruise cruises and found that norwegian cruise line is better in every way it seems like royal has so many enthusiasts with the loyal to royal crowd and nobody gets excited about norwegian cruise line my family has found the food, drinks, service, cleanliness, entertainment, value, and overall experience leaps and bounds better on NCL than Royal Caribbean. The only thing I give to Royal is the plethora of gimmicky activities that I have no interest in. While I'm at home, I have stuff to do every day. Why the hell do I want a zip line over a fake boardwalk on vacation? Well, all right, we'll get it. We'll get. We'll chop this up in a minute. Also, Norwegian Cruise Line is better because of the free at sea. I understand it's not really free because of the gratuities and the tax. By the way, you got to throw in the tax, but it does give the perks every everyone wants and an incredible value. Twenty dollars per day for a drink package is a tremendous value for a drinker at any level. That's all I have to say for now. Keep up the good work. What are your thoughts on a on an aft pool? <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, that has to be a little bit of a ribbing. Uh, what you're probably saying is, Tommy, shut the hell up. We get it with the aft pool. You do not have to take every other show to remind us that you like having a pool at the back of the ship. And Jeremy, point taken. Probably right. Um, all right, so this is this is a this is a tricky one to break down. It could also be looked at as a sensitive one to certain people. I agree with you, Jeremy. Uh, let me stand up for this. Hold on. Uh, Ro- Royal Caribbean people, right? I would say Royal Caribbean is the Aruba of cruise lines because neither Carnival or Norwegian don't seem to garner the same loyalty as Royal Caribbean does. People, and that's the run. That's the that's the saying: loyal to Royal. And there are people, and they will, you know, royal people will slip into celebrity every once in a while because they are all under the crown and anchor sign. 
But I do, I, I do, I did, and I put the post out today on Facebook to try to ask. And it was a lot of run of the mill, legit answers, good answers, but nothing that really kind of blew me away. Now, for Royal Caribbean, I don't disagree with what you're saying. As far as value goes, Norwegian will bang you out. Norwegian, what I don't like about Norwegian is the real difference between what they're going to dangle in front of you as a sticker price to what you're going to end up paying by the end of the cruise. Because, yeah, the drink package, the free at sea, but also that little sail away thing as well. You know what I mean? You get a sail away price, you can't touch a drink. And then you got to pay more for the actual entry into a regular state uh, stateroom, which activates you're free at sea and then you have to pay when they raise the price on the free at sea that just means they've elevated the price on both the tax and the gratuity which are calculated at a percentage standpoint so that throws me off a little bit again if i'm gonna nitpick i still love norwegian i'll say this as well i probably agree with you i've had loads of fun on royal caribbean cruises uh, I can say definitively that for my money, for the cruise, for, for the day-to-day cruising, the the party. When I see entertainment, obviously Royal Caribbean does have the best entertainment from a a main show lounge. To be honest with you, in my opinion, and also from just a musical standpoint. But from a party and fun vibe, Norwegian blows it away. Uh, from a food standpoint. That to me is tough because that to me goes from ship to ship. You know what I mean? I don't know which uh, Norwegian ships you've been on, Jeremy, but if you ended up on the Norwegian Star or the Pride of America or the Norwegian Gem or Jewel or Dawn, uh, would you maybe get have that same feeling? Because on the, on the Joy and on the Bliss and on the Escape and I'm sure on the Prima coming up, they're going to put their best foot forward. When it comes to the standpoint of food, I went on the Norwegian Escape and the regular dining food blew me away. I've also been on the Norwegian Gem at certain times when the main dining food was clearly trying to drive you into a specialty restaurant. For me, that's what it is. So uh, what you said, I don't like what you said when you said... I have stuff to do every day. What the hell do I want to zip line over a fake boardwalk on vacation? I don't know. I don't buy that. To me, a lot of people, you know, whatever. Oh, why would you do that on a cruise ship? To me, there's no answer for that. Like people say, you're on a cruise. You're on a vacation. Why are you going to want to watch a football game and sit in? Because that's what I love to do. And if I could do it with the backdrop, backdrop of the ocean, why would I not want to do that? If you want a zip line on a cruise ship over a fake boardwalk, you can't knock people from wanting to do that. So, Jeremy, to me, your point is taken all around in that for me too, overall, Norwegian is a little bit more fun of a cruise line. And on some ships, the free food is even better, is better than Royal Caribbean. But I will say, this is what I'll say for Royal Caribbean. They are a consistent product. Across the board, you know what you're going to get from Royal Caribbean. You know the good, the bad, the indifferent, all of it. They're a very consistent product amongst all their ships. And uh, you can't say that as much for, I would say, a Norwegian. Norwegian is a little bit more of a mixed bag from ship to ship. I don't know if you think I'm right or wrong on that. That's just my opinion. But, Jeremy, I totally appreciate the email. I totally appreciate the jab at the aft pool thing. Thank you for listening, and please stay tuned. Tommy, my buddy and I are looking, uh, are booking a New Year's cruise. We originally booked Odyssey, then switched to Prima, both of which are nine-night cruises. However, we are not able to cruise on these itineraries due to vaccine policies. It's a whole other story how we booked them and realized the policy changes didn't affect us till after we booked the two cruises. Now we are looking at either Allure out of Texas or Norwegian Cruise Line Bliss out of Miami. Both do similar itineraries, although the Bliss adds a stop in the Bahamas, which I could take or leave. Which of these cruises, in your opinion, is going to offer the better cruise experience for a New Year's celebration? Any thoughts, Joe? Joe, when you sent me this email, I emailed you back right away 
because the answer is easy. And this, I guess, is kind of ironic because it's falling right into the previous email, Jeremy's point. So for what you're looking to do, two guys on a cruise ship, just looking to have fun for New Year's Eve and try to have a little party, to me, this is a no-brainer. Now, if this was a married couple or maybe some a, a couple that's in their uh, you know 60s or 70s or, or a family, I might say, Get on the allure and take advantage of everything that has to offer. But for two fellas getting on a New Year's Eve celebration, this is not even a this is a no-brainer. You get on that bliss out of Miami and you don't look back. Okay? Because Norwegian is gonna throw one hell of a New Year's Eve party. The Bliss is a state-of-the-art ship, and most importantly, the Bliss still has that um that uh, spice H2O in the back, okay? didn't get overrun with laser tag or whatever it has the spice h2o and i could tell you right now you are not going to be anywhere in the world than on the back of that ship at spice h2o as that clock strikes strikes zero as the turn of the year comes that is going to be an absolutely legendary incredible experience for you you're going to have the time of your life and they're going to bring your cruise experience for a new year's eve cruise with two friends to a level that the allure of the seas out of texas simply just is not going to be able to do okay that's an easy call anybody has any uh i guess objections to that hit me up tommy always be booked.com all right moving on Tommy, welcome back to the Sunshine State. I am booked on the carnival celebration a week after Thanksgiving out of Port Miami. Do you have any suggestions for a hotel to stay in the night before that offers that offers park and cruise options? Park and cruise options, I don't know. I'm going to turn that over to other people. I am also going to follow up with you on this. Chris, I'm going to post. If you're hearing this, Chris, look in the lounge over the next couple of days i am absolutely going to post about this about a cruise and park option specifically because i'm not going to make believe that i know the answer to that offhand if any cones do know the answer to that uh hit up the lounge as well and uh let's help chris out i will say as a straight hotel to me the holiday inn on uh ocean drive is perfect okay i'm not sure about the parking but from a proximity standpoint, from an amenity standpoint, from a cleanliness standpoint, uh, especially since you're right near Bay Plaza, which uh, Bayside Plaza, which has a bunch of entertainment options for you, that area, that hotel is very, very reasonably priced and it has everything you possibly need. All right, so we do have one more email for tonight and I saved it for last on purpose because it is an interesting story. It is a little lengthy. I'm going to read the whole thing. But it's a pretty fun and interesting story. And it comes from our buddy Tess, who sailed on the Carnival Liberty in September of 2016. And she titles this story, The Gawker. I was on the Carnival Liberty for a quick four-night cruise with my daughter. Within a few hours of boarding the ship, I noticed a man staring at me and thought, he's not a bad-looking guy, but went on with my day, not giving it another thought. My daughter didn't care about going to the main dining room, so most evenings I dined alone, which I'm totally fine with and usually ended up talking to people at the next table. Every night, I did tell the hostess that I was open to sitting with others, but oddly enough, they put me at a table for two, alone every time. The first night, my table was inches from the next table where a couple was sitting. I spoke to them a couple of times with just hello and how are you guys having a good time, but got nothing, so I had my dinner mostly in silence, looking straight ahead. It was awkward. The next day, the gawker was on the Lido deck. He stared as he walked by, but there was no smile, no nod of the head, or any kind of friendly gesture, just staring. So I found this to be a bit creepy, to say the least. I never saw him with anybody, so I assumed he was cruising solo. He sat in a chaise lounge in a perfect position to continue to stare at me, but he was wearing sunglasses, so at this point, he could have been looking at anything. Still, no contact, no hello, or anything. That night at dinner, I was at a small table against the wall by the stairs facing aft, and straight ahead of me at a small table was the starer facing me. There was almost no way to avoid eye contact after he ordered his food. He came over and asked if he could join me. 
Even though all that staring was creepy, I thought, why not? What's he going to do? So he proceeds to tell me his life story, which was somewhat interesting, but I never got much of a word in. He did mention up front that he was a recovering alcoholic, 20 years sober, but I didn't. But he didn't mind if I drank. I thought to myself, I'm glad he doesn't mind because I have the drink package, LOL. At this time, I noticed a couple behind me and to the right of my dinner companion watching and listening, trying to be discreet. This comes into play later in the story. I gave them a wink and a smile just so they knew it was fine for them to be eavesdropping. I didn't mind. I'm sure it was interesting to watch this unfold. So at some point towards the end of the meal, I reached for my champagne and somehow knocked it all over and it spilled onto his plate. I was mortified. And later I thought, wow, I spilled alcohol on a recovering alcoholic's plate. Luckily, he was almost finished and I was not the least bit concerned about it, but I still did feel bad. We decided to meet up later for some dancing, but it never happened. Either he didn't show up or I just missed him. And that was the end of that. I never saw him again, probably because of that champagne incident. Next night, my daughter did join me in the main dining room and I was telling her the whole story about the dinner the night before. And someone nearby says, oh yes, that was you. We were being nosy and watched the entire thing. That couple from the other night before was at the next table. We talked and laughed about the entire situation and ended up hanging out with the rest uh, with them the rest of the evening. So much fun, Tess. See, so Tess emailed last week and she mentioned her that she never did an actual solo cruise, but I guess very often on ships because of who she's with, it she ends up being in kind of like a solo scenario. That's a perfect example of just taking the cruise how it comes through whatever means necessary. Of course, this guy doesn't seem to be a love match, doesn't even seem to be a companion for the evening type of match, doesn't seem like any of that stuff. But he was the result of a springboard into a a subsequent conversation and a kind of cool night with another group of people based on bonding over how bizarre that situation was. Do you see what I'm getting at? What I'm telling you is that when you're on a cruise, embrace every experience. Embrace all of it. Never underestimate what one thing could lead to. Participate in everything. Go to this. Go to that. Talk to that one. Talk to this one. You never know where it can unfold. Clearly, This person was trying to meet somebody on the ship. Uh, For whatever reason, they didn't get along like maybe they thought they would. We had a comedic moment where we spilled some champagne on his plate. He's a recovering alcoholic. People around you get a laugh at it. And then who knows, you may make lifelong friends with them. You know what I mean? And who knows? He probably went somewhere and made friends with somebody else. That's the point of when you're on a solo cruise or a solo vacation, or if you're on a cruise with people and you find yourself in a solo moment, participate take a freaking big gulp out of the cup of life and enjoy that cruise tommy at alwaysbebooked.com to send me an email the facebook group is the always be booked cruise and travel lounge on facebook don't forget to listen to morgan wallen (laughs) morgan freeman and uh, if you do need any help with travel email me tommy at alwaysbebooked.com same thing when I'm, when I, we're not trying to make it crazy and difficult out here for you. If you want a show every day, I can do that for you. It's just $8 a month. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. If you want to do one extra show a month, we could do that for $5 a month. Go with the eight. Go with the eight. Here's the deal. Go with the eight. Sign up for the eight. If you don't like it after a month, if, you, if, if it doesn't do anything for you, if you don't have time to listen to it, if it's too much, whatever it is, just just cancel it. But give it a shot. See if you like it. Instagram, always be booked. YouTube, always be booked. And that is it. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away 
All of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where well, a ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away To where the boat leaves from, it takes away All of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away To where the boat leaves from, it takes away All of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away To where the boat leaves from, it takes away All of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Oh